Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. We welcome in Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald as the portal turns. Well, Evan, good buddy, how's the uh, the flight tracking been? I, I don't know if I'm in Pullman or Columbus or Waco or whatever. Just that uh, we're all, we're all having a good time right now. <laughs> well, that's that's we kind of joked. A, uh, it's the Sat World Tour 2023. Uh, two, uh, have you ever gone all in and, and spent the uh, the overpriced forty bucks on said World Tour concert T-shirt uh, when you've gone to a concert? And three, what's uh, what do you not go cheap on? Clearly, portal quarterbacks. But what else? What what does Evan Evan Bland splurge on? I say steaks and booze. Got to have a one-two punch. Wow. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say no to that for sure. Uh, you know, I think of like small stuff, like name brand ketchup. Um, you know, I'm I'm not like a Dr. Hee guy. Like, if you're going to get a soda, like, get the real thing. Um, we used so, to buy my brother Hee Haw all the time, man. Did you? I mean, yeah. that's fine if people like that. I just, you know, if I'm going to do it, like, I'm going to go all the way, that kind of thing. The Hey, we're not going to Evan's place because he's given us the old uh generic soda <laughs> turned your face purple yeah I, I love it i like it that's pretty good but it, oh, it's funny how different we all are in our different answers here with what do you not go cheap on and evan's like i, I would give me the do not the hee-haw yeah i mean that, that's just off the top of my head but um like like there are just certain like certain things right like you, you're not gonna cheap out on um like repairs I guess that's another thing, like vehicle repairs. Like if they, if I'm told that it's needed, uh, I'm probably going to do it. Like I don't want to limp along and, and try to, you know, wait it out. Like let's just get this thing taken care of, I, that kind of stuff. See, I'm opposite because I'll always go look up the YouTube video whenever something goes wrong in my car. Like, can I fix this you're myself? handy. I'm an idiot with anything fixer-upper. Yeah, I'm not great at that either. I always think the old Seinfeld bit where, like, if they told me I needed a new Johnson rod for my car, like, I'd probably just say, okay. Sure. Just take their word for it. It's under warranty, (laughs) $49.99. Our old buddy Rick Heyman was at that Three Dog Night show in 71. Was he now? Yes. So uh, we we bring it back to the Sat World Tour 2023 Uh, and concert t-shirts. And here's a good question. Do you go cheap on concert tickets, Evan? Do you pay the extra to go sit front row to be right in front of the stage, or do you go nosebleeds? What do you do whenever you're at the concert? Do you save some money for that T-shirt, or do you go all in on the seats themselves? 
I guess my approach for concert tickets, I suppose, is like what it would be for like going to a movie. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be right up front, but I don't want to be way in the back either. Like you got to find that sweet spot, maybe on the floor, like halfway back. Mm-hmm. You got the best angle. That's kind of my approach on that. Iowa Russ bought second. We were was not second. We were fourth row in the end zone. It. Uh, I was looking for you on TV. I couldn't find it you. Big, it was Big Ten. I had a bunch of Michigan fans who snuck in Patron. They didn't share. And then I had some <laughs> Iowa fans in front, and I just kind of ducked and covered. Evan, let's talk quarterback here. What's realistic for Nebraska? Who do you think they can land? Who do you think fits stylistically? Or have you decided what the style is going to be for 2024? Yeah, you know, that's one of the, I think, more interesting angles of this whole thing. I mean, first of all, Nebraska's being about as uh, aggressive as you could be in the portal right now, from the reported talks with Will Howard at Kansas State to, uh, you know, Blake Shapin and, and on down the list. Potentially Cam Ward if he's in Pullman, Kyle McCord from Ohio State. Like, I think what's interesting about those guys is you try to find the commonalities and some of the differences. Like the commonality, one of them is that they're all one-year guys in terms of eligibility remaining, and they've proven it at the Power 5 level. So that tells you what Nebraska's sense of urgency is for next year. But as far as style of play, you know, it is a little bit all over the board. Like I think Will Howard and Blake Shapin sort of have similar styles where they are maybe deceptively mobile. They're accurate with the ball. They take care of the ball. Uh, you know, McCord is much more of a stationary quarterback and uh, doesn't move around all that much. And then Ward is the complete opposite of that as, as a guy who is electric with his legs, big arm, has done it at multiple stops now with Incarnate Word and, and Washington State. So, like, to me, that says that Nebraska wants to find a proven winner who can take care of the ball. And then you just adjust the offense to that because again like the type of attack you would run with cam ward is in my opinion pretty different from what you would run with kyle mccord just based on their skill sets and their track records and all the rest so they're casting a wide net um you know they're they're clearly not afraid to take a big swing right now and again i think the overarching takeaway at this moment is that they that there is a sense of urgency to win next year and to bring a guy in who can do all the things that Nebraska needs to win football games. Evan, among the guys that Nebraska has been linked to in recent days, I guess you could go back to the end of last week with Will Howard, the list of names that has been floating around in terms of Nebraska's visited with this guy, Nebraska's interest in this guy, what have you, which names are you buying stock in in terms of the interest being real and being mutual, and which, which guys are you selling stock in in terms of probably not going to happen? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting because, like, in one sense, it feels like it's early in the process, and these guys are they just entered the portal and they're hearing pitches. But on the other hand, it's such a sped up timeline now. It's a thirty day window, but you're already seeing commitments from other quarterbacks to other schools. Uh, so, you know, it, this thing does tend to move pretty quickly. I still feel like Kyle McCord seems kind of a long shot, uh, just kind of given his skill set and what he's been. Cam Ward, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, interestingly, he was considering Nebraska a couple of years ago before he we went to Washington State. The Huskers were one of the teams that he was, uh, you know, considering or mulling over at that time. But it still seems like a, a long shot, and it's still possible that he could go to the NFL if the interest level is high enough there. Uh, you know, Howard is 
a fascinating one. He could be that that sort of player to be named later in the Adrian Martinez trade to Kansas State. <laughs> um, you know, maybe that ends up being that way. But I, honestly, I, the guy that interests me the most is Blake Shapin from Baylor. Like he's a a guy with a, a big arm talent. I mean, he had a ninety mile an hour fastball. Was a high end baseball prospect out of high school. And, you know, he, he's one of those deceptively quick guys. He's accurate. He's got like a three-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio uh, above a 60% passer. Like, you put a guy like that in Nebraska's attack from this year, they probably win two or three more games. And so he kind of strikes me as a guy with maybe a little bit of that Joe Ganzian, uh, you know, intangible side where he can make things happen. He's a little bit shorter, I think six foot, 205 pounds something like that. But I think that's kind of what Nebraska needs is a guy who can take care of the ball, make smart decisions with it, is accurate with it, and then you let the defense do the rest. Evan, you hit all the white buzzwords right there with uh, the got the intangibles, wow. gritty, knows how to win, sneaky athletic. You really nailed them all right there. I'm not trying to sound like a scout. Like I just, I, I really <laughs> think that's kind of what he brings. Like He's not this you know high risk high reward sort of guy the way that, that honestly Jeff Sims was when he came in uh, but he's just a guy who like is sound and, and can process things and, and I just think that's what Nebraska needs like you don't need a guy to take big risks and, and, and take deep shots down the field you need a guy uh, who can lead a long drive and who can play complimentary football and, and and if we're talking about just from a budget NIL budget perspective like I think he's not in that top tier. Maybe he's in that middle class uh, of, of portal quarterback who would command, uh, you know, a, a number that's a little more palatable than Nebraska. Evan Bland with us from the Omaha World Herald at uh, Evan Bland OWH. Follow him on Twitter. Evan, let's dive into something you touched on a second ago, and that is urgency for Nebraska. We've had the conversation not long ago about you know is Nebraska a quarterback away. Well, you fast forward to what the quarterback position needs to be and what what do you think the quarterback position needs to be in the Big Ten in 2024 with your new neighbors on top of what's already here? Well, you know, I, I think it needs to be something that Nebraska just hasn't had a lot of this year. And that's, I mean, it sounds so simple, but it starts with ball security. Like, if you want to be a running team that lets your – skill players kind of do their thing, then you, you need a guy back there that you can trust is going to take care of the ball and make smart decisions. Like I, I, I really don't think that Nebraska needs to have a future NFL player as a starter for them to necessarily go where they want to be. Uh, you know, you look, you look at like the teams that are in that 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 range right now, that'll be potential playoff teams next year. Like, they have sound quarterbacks and, and good quarterbacks, but they're not all like future NFL draft picks. And so I, I think that's kind of what you're shooting for. It's just a guy, again, who makes the right decisions, who's, who's accurate, who has a big arm when he needs to, can be mobile. Um, you know, Nebraska needs whoever it is to stay healthy. I think that's another thing you look at. And the Big Ten, the teams that are on to their second and third string guys uh, tend to not do well. And so – just finding that guy and they've cycled through him in the last few years. Uh, you know, whether that's Casey Thompson or, or Adrian Martinez has been in and out in and out with injuries and, and Tanner Lee. And they just need a little bit more continuity 
at that spot. And, and maybe that's not going to be achieved this year. Maybe they find a, a high-end, one-and-done sort of player who can be that bridge for them. You know, maybe Daniel Keelan's that guy in a couple of years. But uh, they need to find him, and it's clear that they're not the only ones looking. I mean, there's high-end competition all over the country for these sorts of players. You look at the teams that are in the college football playoff. Um, a lot of them have had success with portal quarterbacks. So that's sort of the formula right now. You find that guy, build around it, um, and then you know success is more, much more likely to follow. You're further buried in the league, though, if you don't get competent quarterback play, competent offense. And I look at Chuba because Rule made a point to emphasize guys that are here are going to also get taken care of or need to be taken care of, not forgotten about in, case, in, in lieu of the new shiny portal quarterback edition. Um, what do you see from Chuba? I mean, do you see him thinking hard about the portal? Do you, do you feel that way once, once it's announced Nebraska's got their portal edition? Do you think Chuba graduates in December and is a grad transfer? Do you think he's, he's in for the fight, man, to, to try and go win the job? I mean, it's hard to say. He, I know he was asked about it toward the end of the year about the future of the position and was pretty vague about kind of what that would look like. Um, so I don't really know what his intentions are. My, my hunch, my thought would be that he would stay. I mean, he's already done the portal thing once, going from Florida State and coming to Nebraska. And granted, the reason he came to Nebraska was Mark Whipple, and, and he's not the offensive coordinator here anymore. But it does seem like pretty enjoyed his season this this fall under Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield, he's got still. I mean, like if he were to go on the on the block on the portal right now, like I think he would be a pretty attractive candidate for a lot of schools. He's still a guy with uh, four star pedigree. He's still somebody, uh, you know, who who is that dual threat. He's somebody who uh, is is a great you know has a great personality, pretty magnetic sort of uh, leader type. And now he has some experience, too. He, I think he, could, he showed he has an arm. He's more explosive with his legs than I think most people gave him credit for. Um, certainly that run he had against Wisconsin opened a lot of eyes to what he can be. So I think he had all that up, plus the, plus the fact that he has still two years of eligibility left when you factor in the COVID year. Uh, you know, he's still somebody you can build around, in, at least into the intermediate future. So my thought would be that he would stick around, but if he were to go into the portal, I think he would be a pretty attractive uh, candidate for a lot of schools. And then last thought here on the portal before we maybe quickly get your brief thoughts on Husker volleyball and Husker basketball. Princely, you Mamelin, into the portal today from Florida, had a really successful year for the Gators, especially as a pass rusher. Is Nebraska a player there? Well, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say. He was on social media later and said, it was, it was telling Gator fans that, just because he was in there doesn't mean he was leaving. They're going through some coaching changes. And so I think he's going to wait it out at least a little while and see who they end up hiring, who would be his position coach, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, there's certainly the connection, right? He's the older brother of Prince Will. And, you know, if for no other reason than I want to see equipment managers try to kern <laughs> Prince Lee and Prince Will Uman Yellen onto the back of jerseys to uh, differentiate, like, that would be pretty interesting, but no, he's a he's a dynamic player uh, defensively. Certainly, he's proven it in the SEC for a number of years. So that's sort of the name of the game in the portal. Sometimes it's like more often than not, the guys that you get coming in have some sort of connection to your program or to your coaching staff or to your players, and that's a pretty obvious one with what Prince will uh, be, being a sibling and, and that sort of thing. So. 
Um, I think it's something to watch, but again, as the portal turns, you never know day-to-day how it might turn out. Evan, thoughts on volleyball? About 30 seconds this weekend, the Big Red still loaded. Still loaded. It's uh, Isn't it a testament to that program to kind of just assume that they're going to win through the weekend into the Final Four and, and stay on a collision course with Wisconsin? Like, that's the level to which Husker volleyball is operating right now. Um, you know, I'm sure Georgia Tech's a good team and potentially Kentucky the round after that, but it feels to me like a team that in Nebraska that figured things out in that first round shook off some nerves and uh, – you know, even if it's at 1 p.m. on Thursday, should be rocking um, as it continues through that tournament. That should be a crime, a 1 p.m. volleyball. Oh, you, you've got Nebraska and John Cook. You want to talk about this rock star theme today. They are rock stars. They should be at 7 p.m., <laughs> but they're not. Evan, be good. Great coverage and work. Thanks for talking some ball with us today. Thanks, guys. All right. There he is, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald at Evan Bland, O-W-H. Nebraska, Minnesota hoops. We'll get back into some quarterback and portal thoughts. Hale Varsity continues powered by Cornhead Lager.